Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Grand Rising, and thank you for joining us on this men-only Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we'll be back with our co-host, Kareem and me, and this discussion today as we take a look at the relationship between men and women. 
are men protectors of women or are men predatory and violent? And what is the responsibility of men to step up and protect physically and emotionally the women in their lives? We'll be back to talk about it after these brief messages, and we'll be joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and a panel of men to answer the question, are men protectors of women? I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, hosts John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection.
transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, your executive producer, and today is our men-only discussion. And we're going to give our men an opportunity to speak among themselves and talk about the very important issue of our men protectors of women. We've had a number of conditions in which men have been present when women were, in fact, being attacked, and nothing was done other than to watch the women being assaulted, attacked, beaten by men. Is there a collective responsibility? Is there an individual responsibility? And what are we teaching our men when it comes to their rights? Over women, Are we teaching them that they have the right to hit? And are we teaching them that they should remain neutral if they see a woman who is obviously weaker than a man who is attacking her being attacked? Do they sit by and watch as spectators or are they duty-bound to... Intervene. Well, we're going to join the men in this discussion today. And women, we want you to call in and listen and join us for an after show, after the show, to analyze what we have heard. So we're going to join now our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we want you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1. Women, when you're ready to join this conversation in the after show, men, we want you to call in 515-605-9891 and press 1 so that our host, Kareem Hamid, can add you to the conversation. As-salamu alaykum, Naima. Wa alaykum Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for this discussion today, and we'll sit by and listen as you and the panel of men let us hear what we need to know about what men think about our men, protectors of women. 
Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, I have uh, witnessed panel discussions on domestic violence. I listened to them, I watched them, and uh, usually it's mainly women that are, hard, that, that, that are having that discussion. Uh, very few men, if any, if any, and uh, I don't know the reason for that, but uh, uh, but this is a subject matter that we as human beings cannot just ignore. We cannot ignore it. The relationship between male and female is an integral ingredient in living a civilized, wholesome, healthy, fully developed life. Um, uh, they should be supports to one another. So as I said uh, in earlier broadcast, we must settle this silent war. There's some of the, well, well, it's not too silent anymore. It's not too silent. It's very vocal now. This, the, the feeling of, the, of some females to some males and the feeling of some males to some females. It has become more vocal and more louder uh, uh, and more upfront in your face. It's not a silent war anymore. There are um, adjustments um, being made about each other that uh, seems to weaken the strands of men and the bonding between the male and the female. So the subject of domestic violence you, you know, when I use that, when I say domestic violence, domestic means in the home. But I'm focused on the primary uh, subject matter. When we hear domestic violence, our mind usually goes to the uh, idea of the male being violent against the female. So... I uh, felt that it was time that we as men lend our voices to that important subject matter. And then also, Almighty God said to us in the Quran that the male is the protector of female. The male is the protector of female. That's an obligation that the Creator has placed upon us. It, uh, that's yes, that is definitely something that most spiritual teachings reinforce, and this is what we hope will happen. But unfortunately, many times it does not. And according to her statements, no one came to her aid. You are now in the host queue. No one tried to help her. They were just observers. So uh, uh, with that in mind, uh, my mind went straight to the male is the protector of the female. Uh, I'm quite sure many of us have seen videos 
of police officers. I've seen that too. They one had straddled a woman. She seemed to be a middle aged and was punching her like he was hitting a full grown man. Uh. Like he was hitting a full grown man. And uh, you know, that pains your heart. That angers you. Now, what do we do in a situation like that? As men, do we intervene and stop this man from brutalizing this woman? Um, I have a I have a personal experience that I have to share with the listening audience. Uh, and uh, uh, I somewhat hesitate to, well, I, I share and uh, I uh, want to be as honest as I possibly can. But on this subject matter, are the men to be the protectors of females? I, uh, I lived 11 years in Detroit, Michigan. And I came back home here to St. Louis to a visit. And um, when I returned back to Detroit, I visited a friend of, of mine's home. And there was a young lady there with him, among others. And she was living there. So I surmised, well, this is his woman. Well, that's the language we used back there. This is his woman. And uh, later on that evening, me and another friend of mine was coming out of a business establishment, and we witnessed this same woman on the ground, and this man was kicking her and stomping her and wow. beating her terribly. We intervened and stopped him. He got very irate. He was saying, this is my wife. This is my wife. As if that was a, that gave him a pass that he could treat her like this. So as we're standing there having words, we heard police sirens. So uh, we all ran off. We ran away. Later on that night, I was at my friend's house that I had, had seen this young lady there. And uh, I left his house. I was going to the store. And going to the store, I had to walk past this alley. And as I'm walking past, three men stepped out of the alley. And I recognized one of them. He was the one that was beating this woman. Ooh. And he had a shotgun. And his friends had his friends had pistols. The one with the shotgun that we had stopped earlier raised the shotgun and said, now what? Now what, Ian? Now what? Mm. He raised the shotgun and he fired. Now, 
with a shotgun, the appellants come out, they, the greater the range, the larger the spread of shotgun appellants. He was very close to me. And when he shot, I shifted my head to the left. And part of the buckshot uh, hit the right side of my neck. Ooh, oh my. And enough force, it knocked me in the middle of the street. Oh my. And uh, now, I'm going to tell y'all now, I'll never wear sandals in a position like that. I had some sandals and I, I started running. The sandals wouldn't let me get my full speed, although I was getting it. And I could hear them shooting at me. Oh, wow. And I, I ran across this a vacant lot. I slipped and I fell. And I, I, I could just visualize them running up on me emptying their firearms into my body. But I had put such a distance between them and myself that I had enough time that when I fell, I didn't lay there. I slid right on up <laughs> on my feet. I continued running. I ran around a, a corner, and uh, there was a backyard to this business and then a uh, uh, parking upstairs over the uh, business, and there was a tall fence that ran along the, the side of the street. I jumped the fence. I got up under the uh, back porch stairs that led to the upstairs uh, apartments. Thank God it was night, it was dark. I hid over in the shadows. And I could hear him on, on the other side of the fence saying, where did he go? Where where did he go? They were looking for me. And I'm sitting there panting and trying to hold my breath so they don't hear me. But I'm bleeding at the same time. Wow. Eventually, they, eventually, they walked off. They said, we'll get him. So... After enough time had passed, I said to them, I'm not going to sit here and bleed to death. I eased out from under the back porch steps, jumped the fence, and went down the alley behind this establishment. I traveled down the alley for two blocks, going to another friend of mine's house. And I saw these I saw these three getting in a car. They were getting in a car and they said, Well, we'll catch him later. But I'm I can see that I'm hiding in the alley in the shadows and they pull off. I sat there a while. Then I came out of the alley, ran across the street. And I informed my friend that I had been shot. So, okay, the ambulance come, we go to, to the hospital. And uh, since you're hearing my voice, you know, I survived that. Uh, but that, uh, that 
against that they had there. It was very shocking. Wow. That period, a lot of men were not carrying guns. There was no open carry law. Now, that's fast forward to 2023, where it looks like everybody and everyone is armed. And let's let, look at the behavior of certain females and certain males in the public, even on social media. We, we witness violence and strong arguments between males and females. So my question to the, a male here is what is your thoughts? concerning the male being the protector of the female, especially in an environment like this. And let me preface this. Let me say this also. And this, this is not all female. It is not all female. But I have witnessed too many have taken on a masculine, aggressive character. Uh, through social media and witnessing with my own eyes, I have seen women standing up arguing with a man, put her finger in his face, grab him in his collar, push her finger up, up against his nose, call him all kind of names, and get into assault him. I'm saying here that, there, that Almighty God has given the male a degree of strength over female. Now, now mind I know there are some women that will knock you out. <laughs> you know, they can't be driven. They will knock you out. But that's not the norm. Matter of fact, it has got so bad now that Clarissa Shields, she's a, a professional female boxer. And she is a, she is a, for right now, she has replaced Layla Ali since Layla retired. Clarissa Shields is the number one female boxer in this country. And she has issued a challenge that she wishes to fight a male boxer. Now, by her being the top in her field, suppose we got Canelo Alvarez or Charlo or uh, what's his name? Or uh, Floyd Mayweather to box her. That mindset to even think like that is very dangerous. Very dangerous. So with so I'm saying these things because it's speaking to the subject of the male being the protector of women and also the subject of domestic violence. I know some of us say, 
Well, I'm, under no circumstance should a male hit a female. Uh, uh, you know, I've heard that. But my mother told me when I was, was, was a small boy, she said, Michael, if somebody hits you, you hit them back. Yes, ma'am. I heard that. So if you so my position is if you don't want to be here, don't hit. Because men, we are, we are, are how can I put it? We, we're stronger than you. We have a mindset, a mindset that that is designed to answer violence. But we restrain ourselves. Some of us restrain ourselves. So uh, sharing that, I want to open up the mic of Imam Delacy. Omar, Phillips, if you would, share with us your thoughts on, on uh, what we shared thus far this morning on the female solution. If you would, first introduce yourself. Please, yes. my brother. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Elder Reed. Yes, Delacy Umar from Melbourne, Florida. I uh, also am a host of American Muslim 360, the land of Kenny. It's always a pleasure to, to be on the program here. Uh, female Solution. Greetings to the ladies who are listening to tonight, you know, um, um, fellow audience. Peace, God's peace and blessings be with you all. Yes, I, I was listening to you. Very, very uh, interesting, and and thank God that you were able to survive that terrible ordeal. And you, you really were only doing something that most of us are just inclined to do anyway. I've had I've had some experiences with that particular situation where I've uh, intervened in a female being attacked a couple of times and uh, unfortunately I didn't have that experience. I kind of just broke it up a little bit and unfortunately there was no gang gang banging involved in it. Uh, But uh, that was was a real terrifying story. But I guess when when I said I had that that you did something that was natural, you know. We, we as men, we we do feel that it's a responsibility to intervene when we see that type of thing. But you brought up so many points in the new paradigm that we are in that makes it dangerous. Makes it dangerous. I have, uh, I know personally. I have some uh, some of my nieces. They are all of them carry pistols. You know, they are they are they are really feeling that they need to protect themselves. Especially they live in Atlanta, and uh, Atlanta was actually one of the leading places where women were just turning up missing. People were kidnapping them for body parts, all kind of reasons. I've heard so many stories about these, these things happening, but you're 
right now, most women are armed, and uh, they are, they're taking on that idea that we are going to protect ourselves from these things. But uh, I think it's still the responsibility if we see uh, a woman being abused, a woman, child, children, or anything that we have to intervene. You know, we did, uh, we, we as a group, we uh, made a pledge that we were going to look out for the women in our community, the women, children, often families, et cetera, that we were going to, uh, if we knew about a hardship or some type of uh, uh, need, that we would intervene on, the, on, that, on behalf of the women and children. And I think it's still an obligation on us, whether whether it's dangerous or not. It's still an obligation on us to uh, feel the need, at least feel the uh, obligation to intervene. You know, if we see it on the street, I, I remember one time I was in front of my I had a repair shop, used Carlisle repair shop at the time, and. Uh, I seen uh, there was a guy across the street uh, had a woman, and I, I knew the lady, and uh, he, he had a please to tell me she took my money. Give me my money. Give me my money. And he was, he had her in a bad situation. So I, I went over there. I said, look, I said, you hey, can't do the woman like this on the street like this. And, uh, she got my money. She got my money. Well, you should call the police. I said, they can handle that. But I said, call the police. That woman, I had intervened enough for her to get a loose, but she, she cleared out of there. <laughs> she cleared out of there really bad. But uh, you have to intervene. I guess that's what I'm saying. You have to really intervene when you see that. And I, I've had to do that more than once, by the way. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that that there's an obligation on on a man when he feels a wrong like that being done that you have to intervene on behalf of the woman. Even though you don't know whether she he's right or wrong. Like the guy said it's my wife, but I still can give him the right to do that in public. Because right now you're inviting the public to intervene. If you were in your home, we wouldn't know about that. If out on the streets, you're in the public sphere, now the public has a responsibility. There's such a thing as citizen's arrest. You know, it can be carried out, but, ma'am, you you had such a horrible experience. I know you were very conscious of that now. So, but thank you, thank you for that. I would just share, I would just say that we have, as men, we have an obligation to protect our women, sisters, mothers, friends, et cetera. Thank you. Yes, sir. You're welcome. Praise be to God. Praise be to Allah. Okay. Um, we have Minister Plump with us, 312-882. If you would, please share with us your thoughts, Minister Floyd Plump, concerning the subject of domestic violence and also the creator has said that the male is the protector of the female. Uh, 
We on Yashbon, uh, who are we don't die, we multiply. Black is beautiful with some black power and all praise due to Allah, Yallah, Yakba. Yes, sir. This is Brother Minister Plump, Brother Kareem. Assalamu alaikum to you and Father Nancy. Yes, sir. Well, we are here. Thank Allah, we another day and we a miracle on our way. <laughs> I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy and I am wise. And I uh, thank God for uh, your topic too, uh, Brother Kareem. You know, and that is uh, the fact that, you know, uh, the man is the head of the household. And he must protect his children at any and all costs, as well as his most indeed his wife. Uh, I got involved with uh, domestic violence uh, kind of early from my experience. You know, uh, I had an instinct, my childhood instinct was that a man should never uh, hit a woman. And I had to experience that my father hit my mother. And man, that was something terrifying. You know, a little child seeing a father hit his mother. And uh, I didn't know at the time that he was a drinker you know, uh, drinking alcohol down in Mississippi. Uh, so I was about, I guess, either five or six years old, and my father was uh, fighting my mother. He he didn't just hit her. He, he was beating her up. And I was telling him to stop and stop, and he wouldn't stop. And it made me even react to violence, you know, to help to protect. Uh, you know, the female, the black mother, you know, my mother was dear to me. So uh, I even thought from the time I was a child that I needed to intervene, as Brother Muhammad mentioned er earlier in the conversation. You've got to intervene some kind of way. So as a little boy, uh, I run to the kitchen and I grabbed a knife and and then I poked my father uh, on the rear end of his buttocks, and uh, he knocked me down. And, but that stopped him from uh, fighting and jumping on my mother, I think, for the rest of his life, especially in my presence. So I believe that even not only the men should protect and provide for the children, but also... I learned early that a boy uh, will also protect as a young man. Uh, that's just the natural nature instinct. If uh, a father, even though they are married, you know, would begin to hit or beat his wife, then uh, that was my process as a child. And Brother Kareem, I, I hope that you uh, stick with me because uh, this is a very uh, important uh, uh, topic, and I like to just be, uh, as they say, uh, uh, a brother and a friend and a co-host, as we say uh, in our meetings. Uh, uh, come again, 
and uh, bring a friend. So uh, hopefully you will reflect on, uh, as we go through this topic, the Millions, uh, Man's March is coming up on October the 16th in uh, uh, 2023. Uh, we have launched it, uh, the Million Man March, the Million Fathers March, and the Million Family March. And we all come from a family. And uh, I thank Allah, God, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan taught us that the footsteps uh, of a woman is heaven for each man, woman, and child. And I remember the music back in the day. They used to say, brothers going to work it out. I believe brothers and sisters, men, women, and children going to work it out with the help of Allah. And at this point, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I believe that every man should protect uh, his wife and his children and uh, provide for them. And we can go forward, uh, you know, from uh, today on and hope that we can share, you know, uh, the thought that everyone should stop the violence robbing, stealing, and killing, and uh, the looting and hijacking and, and all the wrong, evil things that it comes out to be negative and comes out to be dangerous to uh, the community. I remember Mayor Washington said, the Honorable Mayor Harold E. Washington said, we must plump the whole community. So I've learned better, know better, and do better and promote peace love, unity, marketing people, and thank God for the female pollution today. And uh, I hope that you respond to me and keep me posted up on the, on the air today. We, this is going to be a very serious, uh, you know, conversation. But I do believe we, we demonstrated with Dr. King, you know, nonviolent. I do believe in violence, and I do believe in the flip side. Uh, to protect, you know, uh, yourself by any and all means necessary, uh, as well as the family and the whole community. And therefore, we can get involved from Dr. King to Black Power to, to uh, uh, you know, even the Black Panthers, and especially the Million Man March coming up. Uh, we are going to be... Uh, serving, and we all can serve and be great, and it's never too late to be great if you just serve. Serve God and and, and serve uh, yourself and the family and your, your community. So I'll stop right there and, and let everybody kind of keep it moving. <laughs> I'm going to keep it moving too, but I hope you keep me on the air for a little while today.
public service announcement station. I did identification. We are a half hour into, no, we're 43 minutes into the uh, broadcast. <laughs> yeah, I got so wrapped up in your story, I forgot to watch the time. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so, with <laughs> <laughs> Did he make it? Did he make it? <laughs> yeah, so we'll be right back after these brief messages, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Go back. <laughs> we are back. I see you, Eric, on 557203. I'm going to open up your mic as you join us in this valuable conversation on domestic violence, and Almighty God has, has the, the creator of us all, have said that the male is the protector of the female. Uh, and we would like to hear your thoughts on those two subject matters, domestic violence and also our obligation as male to be the protector of females. Please share with us, if you would, please, uh, Erica, 557203. Erica, 557203. Take your phone off of mute. Okay, they may have, this phone may have activated the one without them pressing it. Okay, we invite all males that are under the sound of our voice take part in this valuable discussion this morning. Hello, are you there? Yes. 
that's where I put my heart at. That's where I put my trust at and my belief that, uh, wow, it's been so great, you know, these, these last month or two. And I believe that, you know, uh, these days are, are, are numbered, but only Allah knows. One day is a thousand years. So <laughs> we have to test you know, roll with it. You know, we have to roll with it and keep on going. Fafatiha was the opening. So we have to be, be strong, and Surah Al-Ikhlas is the summary. So, however, it's not, in my mind, the, the last day. So we have to be strong as a man to hold on and hang in there and, and, and do what we have been provided for so that we can be the strength and protector for the woman and the family and then hold on and just hang in there and teach because they say the woman is the first teacher. But we get to be
type or the the essence or the, the condition of the human family, of human being. I just want to make that correction because a lot of our thought and thinking is that she is not worth as much as I am. Or God made me first. We 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 have to correct that is not true. You know, that is not true. Yes, sir. Go go ahead if you would, please. We have another caller on the line that I Okay, oh, I don't want to see. Uh thank you for uh bring that uh, uh, to my attention. And we have to also uh, take encounter of the fact that we, we've advanced so far from where we were at when we had the uh, tree that we, we were forbidden to go uh, eat from that tree because we had other things that we could have eaten from. But we were tempted by the shaitan. We were tempted by the devil that we would learn what God knew and see what God had other than what we were blessed with. Because we went to that tree, we were supposed to not go to that tree, and the you old know, uh, Satan tempted us. He beckoned us. He suggested to us. So I'm trying to just hold on and be as strong as I can because I'm getting back with a wife that I've been married for almost 20 years, and we're making baby steps to come back together. And that's a blessing. That's a great blessing. So I want to encourage this Muslim community to hang strong. No. But even sometimes encourage all of you together. Mm-hmm. Let us begin to use language that includes yes. the whole of humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, this subject matter is not. It's not a Muslim subject matter. This is a human condition that we are expressing. So, you know, we don't want to exclude anyone. We don't want to exclude anyone from mm-hmm. subject matter that affects the whole of humanity. That I, I'm only saying, saying no. Yes, this sir. is that we have to be thorough, and we have five daily prayers to make, and as a human being, we have to pray because he said the birds even worship him. So in in this, yeah. in this book thing, we come, we, it's even the birds worship him. The hoopy birds, yeah. it went told uh, Solomon about that other kingdom, which Sheba was uh, 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 the, the conqueror of, the leader of. But Solomon said uh, he wouldn't pounce on her because she thought she was so powerful, and he had a, a, a kingdom, a, a palace, that looked like it was water. It was gold. And she raised her little dress up thinking that it was water. And that was just an example that, you know, there's a lot of power in mankind. But a Solomon wasn't it. You know, it could have been somebody else that's greater than him. I'm I'm so looking forward to the next opportunity where I can think before I start talking about him pushing one. So I wasn't I'm just a little bit. Uh, nervous right now, but it's going to be all right. Because oh, I know, yeah, I'm going to make my prayer. I'm going to make my prayer because I'm a little late for five this morning. But thank you all for listening to my rambling a little bit this morning. It's going to be, it's going to be all right. Okay, stay on the line. I'll come back to you. Praise be to all Almighty God. That's As we discuss 
Um, as we discuss this now. Yes, Assalamu alaikum. We're at the top of the hour. We can take a quick break before we go take our next caller. That way we can give them enough time to speak. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back after this quick break. So we invite you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We are having our men-only discussion, our monthly men-only discussion, uh, hosted by Kareem Hamid. And today we have asked a question, are men protectors of women? And men, we want you to call in 515-605-9891 and press 1 to speak to the host, Kareem Hamid. And we'll have a brief after show, after the show. And women, uh, we will analyze what we've heard and what we've learned and how we can help. So we'll be right back after these brief messages. So stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, People are using the Internet to talk to everyone. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services. Whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. 
Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash The Female Solution. And we are back. You're listening to and watching The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. And women, we want you to stay with us for a brief after show, after the show in the next hour. And, of course, we want to analyze what we've heard as the men talk about our men protectors of women. What can we do to create men who are more inclined to protect rather than to abuse? And what are we teaching our sons as mothers? What examples are we setting in the home? What are our male children seeing? That gives them the understanding of the role of Unmuted. Us. We're back with our host, Corinne Hamid, and our panel of men discussing our men protectors of women. Yes, uh, okay. I saw someone at press one on the phone, and I don't see them on the board at this time. But I'm going to return back to the amount of Remember Alasi Omar, if he would share his thoughts for women. Here's and I and I have a couple of uh, I have a couple of callers I believe on on the female solution line. After you done with your guests, I believe eight seven two seven three one and three one two six three two on the female solution line. After your guests have spoken. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm going to open up the mic of someone that has not spoken. Erico, three three four four one nine. Please state your name and where you're from, please. Yes, thank you. Assalamu alaikum, and uh, God's peace be with you all. And Michael Hamine, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And please uh, forgive my tardiness. Uh, brother mentioned the hoopoo bird, and. Uh, I wasn't out investigating territory, but I, <laughs> I was dealing with some personal issues and I couldn't couldn't get get in. Uh, but my comment is this: uh, oftentimes the, uh, the the culture directs our attention. Most of us directs our attention away from the stru- the logical structure of the world and away from uh, the history of hum- human the history of human beings and their relationships and uh, in terms of history we're told that you know there was there's the hunter gatherer gatherer uh, phase well in connection with that man was the hunter and you know oftentimes like we see with uh, other mammals that are, are predators, lions and so forth, you know, there are times when they miss. They're hunting prey, but they miss. Well, the other part of that history is the gathering part. That's the female part. They uh, they went out in close proximity to, to where the, 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 uh, the family group was staying, and they would gather berries and other edibles in order to sustain themselves, their children, and 
the times when the men missed, that would also sustain the men, the gathering. So this idea of cooperation and not being in opposition to one another is something that is historically based. And uh, we look at science as well. But this society wants us to uh, come into an oppressive language environment and examples being made, the intellect is used to uh, bring up false narratives, to bring up uh, uh, the, the, the choice of the mind to be able to construct ideas that are not in line with nature. And this is the kind of oppression that we're under. You know, yes, the history shows that men have been the protectors of women. And the women have been supportive in that relationship. And there's a small group, uh, primarily men, but their women have supported this mindset that is oppressive to the everyday common man and woman. And it, it, it goes on today. A small group of people are aligned with the devil himself. And you've got a smaller group, a small group, that is aligned with what God intends and what, what the universal standards of decency and intellectual intellectual strength. So uh, I, think, I think that's enough for me to say right now. And I appreciate the opportunity to do so. Thank you, Imam. <laughs> Ma'am Kareem, your mic is closed. Can't take your mute. Thank you. Thank you. Your mic is still closed. Naima? Yes, yes. We can hear you now. Okay. All right. Um, so if you would open up the mic of the guest assembled on you aboard, we would greatly appreciate their input. The okay. subject this Wednesday is domestic violence. And it is my uh, thinking that uh, every time I'm uh, in touch with this subject matter, or there's a panel discussion on it. It is mainly women that are having that discussion. Uh, uh, very few men, very few men. So I believe it's time that we come out of our shell and discuss domestic violence and the responsibility that God has placed on every male to be the protector of females. So uh, if you would open up their mic, Naima, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, 872-723 and then 312-632. We're coming to you next. 872-731, uh, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comments on the topic. I'm Rashida Ali calling from Chicago. Okay, well, Rashida, to... want you to hold on for just a second because we're going to have an after show with the women and we're going to talk about what we heard. So just hold on with us if you can, and we'll 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 analyze what the men have said after the uh, on the after show. Three one two six three two. Give us your name, where you're calling from. 
312-632. Okay, they may have uh, uh, checked your mute on your phone. 312-632. Okay, they may have checked your mute on your phone. All right, we'll come back to them later. Yeah. And women, we want you to hold on because we want to we want to have a conversation about what we've heard and what we can change in ourselves, in our homes, to create a different scenario that we're experiencing today based on what we've heard the men say. So, Rashida, hold on. We want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, so go right ahead, and uh, we'll check back with the other person later on. Go right ahead. Okay, I want to. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I want to hear once more from Imam D. Lacey Omar Phillips. If he would, share share with us, please, your thoughts after hearing the comments of other men on this broadcast. Imam D. Lacey, take your phone off of mute. Okay, I believe he, either he has stepped away. Can you hear me? Okay, I hear you now. Yes, sir. Yes, I was on mute. Apologize for that. Yes, I, I was uh, listening as uh, as I was attending uh, to some matters here at the, at the store. But uh, very interesting comment. And, uh, you know, I guess we were looking at two, two things in my mind I'm hearing. I'm hearing about domestic uh, violence from a men's perspective and protection, protection of women or men protectors of women. And I guess I was mainly focusing on uh, the man's responsibility to protect his family and uh, women, children, etc. cetera. Uh, the role of, of the male and I know this in these times that has been uh, shared. That's been a shared experience. And as as we go into the future, there's there's more and more like we see women are taking more responsibility for themselves to be more aggressive. I would say. I think you mentioned earlier about you've seen women grab someone in the collar and point their fingers in their face and uh, threaten the meal. I I haven't experienced that directly, but I've, I've seen that type of conflict going on. So I I, uh, I think the society has changed quite a bit. And uh, women now are driving trucks, uh, doing, doing the providing the one I think they said bring bring home the bacon and cooking it too. And that's been going on by the way for quite a while. So I think we have to look at the society has changed quite a bit. But it's still haven't it I I would say changed the nature that 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 God has created. For the male and the female, or if you want, if you like the role, the role that the male and the female have, and I think that's something if we want to have healthy societies, healthy families, I, I'll circle back to that kind of concept. 
but use them in a very wise way. Use them with the insight and wisdom concerning protecting the female. Okay, uh, let me open up the mic of Minister Floyd Plump. Assalamu alaikum, Minister Floyd Plump. Please share with well, us your thoughts, please. Well, Salam. Thank you again, Brother Kareem. You are fantastic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I think that, you know, we have to repel against any and all violence. If I see a man, even if she's just maybe his girlfriend or associate that he knows, uh, and I have uh, intervened, or I have, uh, in fact, uh, attempted to stop, you know, violence at any point in time uh, out of my experience in life, you know, to say something or even do something, you know, uh, you know, tell the man first. You know, warning comes before destruction, you know, in a in a. Uh, a way of life and and it comes with the quickness too sometimes uh so uh i would uh, say something to uh, a man about uh physically uh restraining or hitting or beating a woman you know brother man don't do that you know she's a woman she's a sister uh you know i would say something as well as do something, and hopefully uh, I've seen uh, the situation where I had to get involved and push him away or uh, even uh, jump in and get in the fighting on the side of the uh, the female. And then I've seen it even happen in a more serious way, and I have to laugh it off after experience because my best teacher, he, he, she tried to encourage the man to stop being physical with the female, and then both of them wind up and jump back on me. <laughs> it's, it's been a, a roller coaster, you know, in life. You know what I mean? It's like uh, in America, it's the wild thing, but still, you got to practice to be civilized. And the duty of the civilized man is to help all of those that is uncivilized to be civilized. And I'll stop right there, uh, Brother Kareem. Thank you again. Yes, you let sir. me yes, share those ideas. Yes. Thank you, Minister Trump, for your valuable contribution. Imam um, uh, Lacey mentioned something, that there is the ideal, and then there is what, what your presence is faced with. Uh, we have to be aware of the environment that we're in, uh, uh, an environment that has been created for us uh, that takes us away from the natural order, the natural plan of Almighty God. So we have to uh, traverse. We have to move along those lines. Uh, I'm going to open up the mic of... Uh, Michael Hameen, would you share with us once more your thoughts, please, on this valuable subject of domestic violence and the, and the responsibility that the male 
is a protector of the females. I'm not saying his wife. I'm not saying his daughter. I'm not saying his niece. Almighty God did not put a prefix on it. That the male is a protector of the females. If you would share with us, please, those, some, those two topics. Take your phone off of you, Michael. Yes, thank you, Imam. I want to go to a particular focus, and, and that is the uh, relationship interactions, male and female, with uh, the fo- particular focus of African Americans, you know, called Negroes, called colored, called niggers, and how, as a new, a new people uh, in the world coming out of chattel slavery and the conditions of chattel slavery was to empty out the past the past life language and so forth culture of a, of a group of people and then putting into that people uh, uh, certain conditioning you know uh, we were considered uh, a group that uh, had no rights that had to be respected by the the, 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 the the social leaders, the master class, and and his underlings. And that conditioning meant that um, certain men, not all men, were permitted to have, to have sexual relationships. But certain men, outside of the, the, the construction of marriage, certain men were used as breeders to breed more slaves, strong backs, you know, and uh, with the environment uh, creating weak minds. And so, you know, we have that uh, special circumstances outside of the normal development of, of, of other human groups, ethnic groups. And there were other things of selling the children off, selling the wife off, uh, sending her down the road, you know, for, for profit, or for money. So the family dynamics was not stable during those conditions. And then there were particular acts of savagery and terrorism to keep the blacks in their place, to keep the blacks in a certain cultural space, much like the Hebrew boys and girls. They were the underclass. They were the other. And when you put those two histories side by side, you know, the, the previous scripture, you know, I'm a Muslim, so I'm reading the Quran, but the previous scripture, the Holy Bible, talks about will a man rob God? Well, certainly that was speaking to the Hebrew boys and girls, but it was more so in terms of how the African-American community was treated, emptied out, robbed of their past connections with history and culture and language and, and so forth. So we know this history, but when we hear other people uh, talk about it. Well, there's always been, you know, uh, we, you know, that that situation was a benefit to the individual blacks, you know, because of, you know, uh, they 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 gained certain certain skills because of the situation of slavery. Well, you know, all of, all of that BS, you know, is designed to try to keep the guilt guilt off of the the, the Europeans who, who who supported and established that that history, and also they don't want their children to think badly of their ancestors, you know, who were a part of that. 
Frederick Douglass called it, you know, the, the behavior was a, such a behavior that would shame a nation of savages. Well, the majority were not cultured like the founding fathers. The majority came out of the debtor prisons and the mental, mental institutions and so forth, and they came over here as slaves, so to speak. And in their, in their previous condition, they were considered the niggers of Europe. You know, they, the serfs, S-E-R-F. They were considered, you know, the, the low, the, 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 the low rights that had no rights to be respected. So now, focusing on, on protection. Well, we know we had World War II. World War II, uh, was so intense in, in terms of, uh, the nature of it. Women, Women were invited to come into the workforce because the men were overseas. The men were overseas uh, fighting the war. So it took the woman out of the house. It took, took the females out of the house into the workforce. And then there were other institutional established uh, conditions that uh, had the African-American woman uh, uh, dependent, dependent on the government. They were enticed to not have men in the house. And, uh, well, you know, you, I'm, I'm not going to go into the details because you can look it up if you're really interested. And uh, so we had a society created where the, the protection of women was done by proxy. You have the police department and other, other, other institutions that protected, protected uh, women's condition. So the government became... For, for many of us, uh, the government became the protector. And then in order for a man to protect a, a woman, whoever she is, she has to be willing to be under his protection. When she's rejecting, when she's rejecting simple common sense things like uh, showing your flesh in such a manner to entice men that don't have any kind of self-discipline or, 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 or respect for human values, they're going off of animal nature, of sexual desires. You know, if a woman's not willing to accept the fact that, look, baby, you know, don't wear that, don't wear that, don't wear that, because that's, you know, that's for me, but that's too enticing out there with these crazy Negroes and crazy white folks out there. You know, we, you know, if they're not willing to come under that kind of, see, it's not just the physical my muscles protecting you, my intellect, and my knowledge of the world is a protection. Uh, I had a situation where a neighbor was on drugs. He had a beautiful wife. She was in nursing. And, and he had twins and I think another child. Three o'clock in the morning, he's chasing her down my alley. Right next, you know, right next to, right next to me. The alley is right, th right. Uh, my house is right on the alley. He's chasing her down the street at three o'clock. Now I was about to go out there and run out there, but before I ran out there, I told her, "Look," I yelled in the alley, "Look, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police right now." You know, and uh, that's that stopped him in his tracks. <laughs> and he knew I knew it. I talked to him later and pulled him aside and said, look, you've got a beautiful wife and family, and you acting crazy. You're teaching your son how to be crazy and, and, and violent with, with, with his wife. You know, you need to stop it. 
Well, he wound up separating. He had, like I said, he had a drug problem. He wound up separating. But I was able to stop him with the threat of the police being the protector, you know, because, you know, oftentimes Negroes don't respect other Negroes in terms of interceding in their affairs, you know. That's just how it is, you know. And, again, the women have to be willing to come under the protection of a man. And if they put themselves in harm's way out of ignorance or stubbornness, what can you do? And I'm going to stop there. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, time for our last break. Okay. I'm ready when you are. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after this last break to hear more men only discussing our men, the protectors of women. We'll be right back. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back after this message. So stay with us. Thank you. 
Shalom. This is AMG Peace God from Peace Nation. Okay, well, second, uh, let me let the Yes, yes, just calling from the province of Illinois. All right, yes, well, hold just me? One, let me, yes, let me bring you into the conversation. Hold on just one moment. Let me let the host know that you're here in just one moment. We'll, we'll open your mic in just a moment. Hold on. And uh, if, you're, if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call. Men, we want you to call in and join this men-only discussion. And women, we're going to have a a brief after show to talk about what we've heard. And to the question, are men (laughs) protectors of women? Uh, Susie looks, her says no. (laughs) Yes, well, often that is the answer. So she says to that question, no. And Viada, our Friday morning host, says, um, oh, thank you so much, sister. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, at the top of the hour. And, oh, and of course, our Monday morning mindfulness host says she loves this topic today and loves hearing the men's thoughts. And, of course, we want you all to listen in this afternoon, uh, afternoon, uh, our 2 o'clock live podcast with Betty Shabazz students as we continue to get the youth's perspective. And, of course, we are back, and uh, we, we have a caller on our line, a brother, um, at 773-530. Uh, are we ready to take a, another call, or do you have another guest you need to talk to first? No, he can uh, express himself, please. All right, seven seven three five three zero. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience, and give us your thoughts on the topic. Yes, once again, it's AMG Peace God from Peace Nation, United States of America Republic, calling you live from New Mecca, Province, Illinois. How you doing? How you doing, fellas? You know what I mean? Good to hear from Brother uh, Maurice and. Um, um, the other brother, uh, I didn't catch his name, but he shared a um, unique and in-depth perspective that was, um, you know, uh, a beautiful thing, you know, for all the men out there, you know, to hear um, that, that in-depth perspective of, um, you know, what we're faced with today, as in what we were faced with, um, let's say, in past times of our forefathers when the village was together. Now, with that being said, you know, for time's sake, you know, uh, it's much uh, repairing and, and, and uh, replenishing and restoration that needs to go on in today's time. But um, in, in speaking on our, our men, the protectors, yes, they are the protectors. In addition to it, one, one, one um, you know, uh, major uh, perspective that you shed light on is the conditioning, you know, and that's, that's something that, you know, we don't uh, – 
you know, we choose to sometimes look over or just blow past or just, you know, it's just something. But, no, you know, our people have been through um, uh, uh, various forms of conditioning even up until this day. So, uh, like I said, just for, uh, you know, time's sake, you know, just dropping a couple of jewels, um, you know, for the men out there uh, on the perspective uh, of the conditioning. So if you are a man, um, a true man, true man of God, um, you know what I mean, you will have to trust in God if you will choose, you know what I mean, to, um, you know, put yourself in, in, in um, you know, in harm's way, in the face of danger and all that good stuff as men uh, to stand up to that ballot and stand up to that position. Uh, you know what I mean? You have to have your trust in God, um, you know what I mean, due to uh, some of the conditioning that we have uh, today amongst our women, uh, you know what I mean, because the light that he shared is um, how can you protect um, something that does not know it needs protection. Um, once again, we're dealing with um, um, our woman who has, uh, you know, held held our backs up for 400 plus years or whatnot. Um, you know, so uh, in this day and age, how can you uh, protect something that does not know it needs protection? So for all the men out there who will choose, uh, because it is a choice that a man has to make. Um, it's either flight or flight out there, fellas. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? Fight or flight. So, you know what I mean? With me, uh, MGP Scott calling you live, I choose to, you know, fight for mine. And once again, you know what I mean? No man um, should have a family or have a dynasty or whatnot that does not choose to fight for his family. And once again, you know, you choose to put yourself out there. You have to have your trust in God that, you know, uh, uh, remembering that the women and children are the assets of the nation. So if you choose to put yourself out there and put that, you know, that stand, be a stand-up guy, stand in that position, uh, you have to put your trust in the Almighty God. I mean, if you ever are to uh, uh, put yourself in a line of, you know, um, danger of any type of form of protection because, uh, once again, if a woman does not know that she needs that protection, sometimes she can put herself out of the hedge of protection uh, of men. You know, so that's where uh, man would have to have his trust in God. Uh, um, God will see through, uh, once again, uh, for the assets, which are the women and children that they see through towards the future. So praise be to God. That's my perspective for you, fellas. AMG, peace, God, calling you live from New Mecca. Thank you for um, all the men that's out there on a mission, standing in the gap um, uh, for the almighty creator. Praise be to God, Allah. Shalom. Peace. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Almighty God. Um, excellent commentary. Um, uh, 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 we have we uh, have one other one. Brother Michael, I mean, oh, go, we, go, uh, go ahead, my sister. I, I look forward uh, to hearing. Uh, three one two, uh, three one two six three two. Coming back to you again. Uh, is your mic open? Your mic is open. Give us your name where you're calling from and your comments on the on the topic. Three one two. Six three two. Okay, well maybe they accidentally pressed one. Okay, well go ahead, go ahead. Yes, um, you know, the female have to agree to be protected. Uh, we're we're hearing verbiage now that takes. And this is not all women. This is not a general statement that removes her out from under the protection of males. Uh, such language as, I don't need a man. 
I don't need a husband. I can do this all myself. Uh, the protected has to be agreeable for the protection that is provided. You know, this idea of I don't need a man, that leaves her vulnerable. I mean, that, means that leaves her vulnerable to the society in which we live. And we're in a society now where uh, women are greatly disrespected and seen as just flesh, just my pleasure thing. Um, and let me state this also. I don't want to couch this in a racial barrier because women were at the forefront of the prohibition movement, outlawing the consumption of alcohol in the United States. Women were at the forefront of that. And what was part of the reasoning of their being at the forefront of that? Because men would spend their time in the bar, imbibing, getting drunk, and they would go home, not all of them, but too many, and beat their wives mm. and misuse their children. That was a strong motivation that women took for the, the act of prohibition. Maybe if we sober him up, he won't go home and brutalize his wife and his children. So, and this did not have a racial connotation to it. It, it, it. it did not. There are Caucasian women that can come on here and share their experiences with us con concerning an uncivilized, uncouth husband, and it will be agreeable with the African-American female also. So this is a human problem. This is a human condition. But if we follow how God has ordered the creation, the woman has to, to be grateful for the protection afforded her. It liberates her. It doesn't restrain her. It liberates her. That is a liberating in, uh, uh, principle to know that she is protected and that she can walk in the uh, public and not be harassed, not be assaulted. And the condition of any community, the number one responsibility falls upon the male. It falls upon the male to order the society according to his best his, his best values. So um, uh, women have to accept to be protected. And I understand, uh, as was mentioned earlier, women were brought into the workforce and uh, they performed excellently. They did. They performed excellently. And women are not to be withheld from entering entrepreneurship the financial field, but at the same time, they are they are to be protected physically and emotionally and emotionally. So.
this idea of us, of the male being the protector of women, she has to agree. She has to cooperate. She has to come to that understanding that she will be protected. I'm just stating what is going on right now. This idea, I don't need a man, I can do this by myself and all of that. You know, if a man, you know, I'm just stating a fact. If a man hits you with a whistling left hook, it's over. The strength that God has placed in his shoulders and his arms is great. And you have to know that. That there is the possibility, not that he will do it, but bear in mind that there is the possibility that he will use the superiority that God gave him for his own dignity, for his own dignity and pride, and not being fully mature, not being a fully evolved human being, he will resort to what we call animal instinct, animal tactics. And you do risk being seriously hurt. So when men step in to protect you, being, let's say, after the altercation is clear, I believe that a conversation needs to be held with both parties, especially her. Don't push his buttons. You see he's not civilized. You, you see he's not fully civilized, and you run the risk of this man brutalizing you. Don't face yourself in such circumstances. Uh, okay, I want to open up the mic of Brother Minister Floyd Trump, if you would. Assalamu alaikum, Minister Floyd Trump. Take your phone off of mute. Your mic is open. Minister Trump, 312-882. Okay, well, I'll return back to Erica 312849, your comments, if you would, please. Oh, that's my mic. Oh, okay. Okay, 334419, your comments, if you would, please. Thank, thank you, ma'am. Um, you know, in, in today's time with so much information and, you know, an overload of information, I'm sorry, is, 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 I'm sorry, is this is Michael Hameen or, or Imam DeLacy? Yes, ma'am. Michael Hameen. Okay, I want to make sure I put the right name on the screen <laughs> so for people who are watching, they can Thank see you. your name. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yes, um, there's a lot that we have, that we don't have knowledge of, you know. We don't have knowledge of, and we're not aware of how we operate. Men have the physical muscles, but as a protection, Almighty God has given the woman the muscles in her tongue. She has a strength of language that can oftentimes do more damage than a left hook to the jaw. 
just for her ability, the muscle in her tongue, her ability to defend herself and the ability to uh, check the men and their muscles power. So um, women also teach language to the children. Uh, I went to a high school where the first peaches and herb, the first peaches attended, a junior high school, I should say. And we were walking home, and she was she was uh, talking to her girlfriends, and this guy, this guy tried to talk to her, and uh, he was insistent. She turned around and told him, look, don't you know you can't out-talk a woman? And that stuck with me. I'm in junior high school, but I never forgot that. And then I found supporting evidence when I became an adult. I found the supporting evidence for that, that the women's tongue has powerful muscles. And the abuse that women can, can you know, women, women, because of their lack of muscles, oftentimes, you know, they use, they use their uh, psychology and their ability to express themselves as, as a powerful force. You know, they can they can uh, knock a man off his square, so to speak. And um, oftentimes this idea of abuse is not looked into in terms of, okay, physical abuse. Okay, what was the source of it? Oftentimes a woman can trigger a man in such a way with that powerful tongue of hers, you know, and she knows his weaknesses. So they have found that uh, this abuse, domestic abuse, can I finish my thought? Oftentimes, we have one minute. We have one minute. I just want to complete my sentence. Oftentimes, this abuse is mutual. Thank you. Oh, right. Oh, welcome. Uh, praise be to Almighty God. We are grateful to all of you that tune into the Female Solution. A wonderful our beloved sister shares with us. Uh, inshallah, I invite you to Yes. Well, we, of course, appreciate our host and our our guests for this men-only discussion. Stay tuned. We're going to continue with our after show. And we want to take a look at what we've heard. And certainly if we are, <laughs> if we are, are serious about ending the problems of domestic then we need to make sure that that we are looking at what we're teaching our sons. So we're going to be right back, and women who are on the line, stay on. We'll be right back after this brief break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back, and we'll be joined with our, our Friday host, Beata, and got a few on the switchboard. So hold on. We'll be right back to open your mics and get your thoughts. Uh, and we've got our, a few of our 
show host on, so we'll be right back. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. All right, we are back, and now we are in the after show. And we've got two of our weekly hosts. We've got uh, Viata, our Friday and Sunday evening host, and we've got Deborah, our third Saturday host, joining us for this after show after the men-only discussion on our our men protectors of women. Well, you know this this was very interesting listening to uh, listening to some of these stories. And I don't know if you all heard Brother Kareem's story in the beginning where he uh, got got caused at gunpoint by the man who he tried to intervene when the man was beating a woman. That was that was pretty scary. Uh, got actually shot, and and that kind of thing can kind of deter you from intervening. In situations, and you know, a lot of times police hesitate when they're called in domestic violence situations because sometimes they'll try to help the, the the woman, and then next thing you know, both of the man and the woman are turning on the police. You know, so, so those those kind of situations are, are kind of tricky when you're trying to intervene when in a, in, in a personal dispute between a couple, and yet. What are your thoughts about that? Because there are there have been some some public situations where women were getting beat up and there were men around and they did nothing. They're kind of like, look, I ain't trying to get in it and get shot myself or beat up. But do you, do you think, first of all, let me ask this question, because uh, I think you both have raised sons. What did you teach your sons when it came to their responsibilities to uh, first, you know, toward their wives or girlfriends? to be the protector, and second of all, what did you teach them about their responsibility in general as men to be the protectors of women? Did that did that issue ever come up? Well, well I, I, <laughs> I'll go first. My phones aren't ringing. I, as far as teaching them, we taught them by sight pretty much and always taught respect themselves and everyone, not just uh, necessarily a woman, uh, but you, you're supposed to care for in your everyday life every human, animal, situation, uh, and, and that's what, where you're supposed to be. So that kind of covers, that kind of blankets everything. 
As far as the woman, always because I had boys and I knew how women were, I kind of told them, you know, uh, you got to watch them. (laughs) They'll trick you. (laughs) You got to pay attention. You got to be aware. You have to look beyond the the physical attraction. You have to look beyond uh, the spiritual and and accumulate both of them. And depending on what your uh, thoughts are towards this relationship. But again, top priority is be respectful. And and one other thing that I, because I don't want to hold this conversation long, um, as far as the first part of the conversation he was talking about, I say the maddest, the saddest, and the masochist, they need to stay together. Mm. They're the ones, because some people like to beat and some people like to be beaten. So those folks need to find each other and go over there. (laughs) 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 And do what you do. But, yeah, it is hard to get involved in a domestic. You don't want to see anyone in a, a challenge situation. And there's so many times that you try to intervene in domestic squabbles with friends and associates, and you think, okay, this person does not need to be with this other person. But yet, after all is over, they're back they together. Go right back. Yeah, we've all known those those couples where I don't know if, if that's their their means of excitement or whatever. But you know, they fight regularly and stay together and get violent and stay together. I've known couples that call the police on each other back and forth. And <laughs> after they've had this big blowout all in public and everything, police call somebody to get all the way in handcuffs. And get hurt. And get hurt. And somebody goes to the hospital to hold it. And you're, they're back together after all that drama. And so you, after a while you realize, okay, they, they like doing this because they keep doing it. And the they baddest, stay together. The masochists and the saddest. Yeah, the, beating, the, the beater and the BT, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just so you do have people that draw to each other because they are they like that intense drama, and you never know if if you should intervene or just you know what you say Viata just get the popcorn. <laughs> but Viata, what did you what did you tell your sons about that kind of thing? Well. First of all, my sons had a great father. My my ex-husband, my former husband, set a great example of morality, work ethic, and respect for women. He had a really good relationship with his mother and his sisters. He show he demonstrated for my son what a man's behavior, a mature man's behavior, should look like. So that was number one. I was the more religious partner, so my sons had upbringing in the church. They had a strong biblical foundation. I read the Bible to them at night. Their dad didn't, was not religious at all. He had, he was raised in a family where they went to church five days a week, and he had had enough of that. Mm. So marrying me, I was, I was the one reading the Bible, going, dragging everybody to church, because my grandfather was a pastor, and mm. I, that was my, my assignment, basically, to teach them strong biblical principles. So Mm -hmm. I I look back, those were the two uh, things that kept 
my son in a more balanced place mentally and spiritually. So today they have strong work ethics. They're very respectful toward women. And they're just really balanced people emotionally, for the most part, emotionally. Now, I want to say what I heard the last half hour especially, that women do not need men. What women need is a real strong relationship with the most high creator of the universe. Mm. Because that will be the energy, the communication that will tell, that will protect them, number one. You talk about a woman going out and getting beaten up by some man and somebody, well, if she, I believe, if she has a strong relationship with her creator, with angels, with nature, she's going to be protected. She ain't got to worry about no man coming to protect her. If you have a strong relationship with nature, with the creator, prayer, meditation is part of your lifestyle, you are not going to attract men who are going to beat you up. That's what I feel. So when they say, well, man, no, she needs a relationship with herself, number one, loving herself, because a lot of women get into relationships with abusive men because they don't love themselves. So that's first and foremost, learning how to love yourself. And then if a man comes along who can compliment all that and encourage, and you can help him. A lot of I was just on a, a, a Facebook com, uh, conversation about women loving themselves, number one, but not accepting broken men in their life who don't want to heal. There are so many men today who have not healed their childhood trauma, haven't healed their Vietnam experience, haven't healed the last two marriages they were in where the wife didn't love them, blah, blah, blah. They haven't healed and they don't want to heal. Move on. Move on. Right. If if a woman is in a place where she's trying to get whole, trying to heal her past, blah, blah, and then she meets a man who's broken, he ain't willing to do the work, he's an addiction, that's that's a big problem is the addiction that your food... To what every alcohol, whatever, she does not need that man in her life. I'm sorry. If you're working on yourself, you don't need a man in your life who's not willing to heal his work, his past traumas and, and brokenness. That mm. is not going to help her and be, be a strong participant in the community with her grown children, with her grandchildren, whatever. You need to let that man uh, sit in his room and do something else, but don't get involved in relationships where men are not ready to heal because that's not going to, that's going to frustrate a lot of women. It might build your patience, but at some point, if that man doesn't want to heal and recover from his broken life, uh, you got to move on and just pray for him. That's how I look at it. I agree. I don't need a man. That statement, a lot of folks say that now. No, they don't need a man. Like you say, you have your protector. You have your own common sense. You have your own style. But we want a man, you know, because of the brokenness. Yeah, because of the brokenness that men have. You're exactly right. We we don't want to deal with that. We we it's 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 too much. It's too much for because we're broken too. Because we don't have a man in some cases. We, we're we missing that, that outlet. And um, this is why we say we don't need a man. No, 
And your relationship, number one, with the creator, spirit of the Most High, is going to tell you whether you need a man or not. That's why number one is having a close relationship with the creator of the universe and nature around. Nature, you'll have birds coming up. No, you don't need you don't need that man in your life. You'll have a bee show up. Nope, don't need that man in your life. You'll have so many actually be moved out of your yeah. surrounding. They'll they'll be for whatever reason they'll be moved out spiritually, yeah, mentally. It, it will yeah. not click. So it, it's not that 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 you'll just statement. I don't need a man. Well, you know, you, you, right now, right now I don't. Yeah, if you're a nurse and you're taking care of people, maybe you need a man to take care of. I'm not a nurse. I'm not doing that role right now. Done with that role. I have two grandchildren that are my number one priority right now. They are so amazing. And I, I am really working to be whole, healthy, and strong for them mainly because they're energetic and they need a lot of wisdom in their lives of their parents. <laughs> they got all the wisdom, so I'm in. So depending on where you are in your in life, life. Yes. you don't need a man. I don't need a man that I have to take care of every day, especially. Maybe occasional, but I don't need a man that I have to take care of every day and want to be there for my grandchildren, my other adult children. What is your role? I think women have to ask, what's your role today Hi. in your life? Are you in healing mode or are you in nurse mode? If you're in nurse mode, go out there. There's plenty of patients out there that you can help get well. Do it. Do it with all your heart. Do it. But not me. I'm not in that role. Right? You know, there's some analogies. You have, mm-hmm. say you have utensils. You've got a spoon and a fork. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they, they are utensils. We are humans. We are people. We are man and a woman. But we have different roles. You know, men are protectors, but women are protectors, too. Yeah. In, in the in the encompassment, women protect their men. Yeah, men protect their women. It, it's partnership, different ways. Right. Yes. It's different levels at different times of the relationship, but we're yeah. both protectors, right. and that's yeah. how a union comes together. It's not, it's not just the cake didn't just make be be a cake just because you know bewitched. And you did the nose thing. <laughs> there are different ingredients. There are different steps that you have to do to put together to make a whole. Yes. And you know, before us, that's honoring the process. Honor the process. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. some point, if that cake burns and it starts sinking in, start over. Got to get a new batter. Start over. There's a lot in that in that description that yes. we can mean from. Yeah, start over with another cake or enjoy the cake you have now. You know, I saw a picture once, and it was a picture of a man in a suit uh, on the side of the road. The car had broken down. The man was sitting in a chair on the phone, on his cell phone, and uh, the woman in her wedding dress was over in the hood of the truck repairing the truck. And it was just a picture. It was a steal. And folks were remarking about that. How can a man just be there nonchalant and not, you know, taking care of the woman? Well, in the caption later on, it described that the man was a doctor. And he was actually on the phone. They were in a hurry to get to the operating room. 
Mm-hmm. He, the car broke down out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and he was on the phone walking someone through the surgery. Wow. The woman was an actual mechanic. She put cars together. Wow. So this is why the roles, you know, the illusion of which <laughs> is one thing, and, and the roles in, in what we perceive, what we have been taught, were one way, but the, the perception was altogether different. Mm. The man had no clue as to how to put a car together. What is he going to do? And the woman is, is not a surgeon. Mm. You know, so so roles are different. Uh, nowadays, people are uh, ashamed and embarrassed because the woman is in a position maybe to make more money than the man. Or if somebody's got to be home watching the children. Right. When they're infants, you know, taking care of them in, in certain situations. So if the woman is in a position to earn a better income, that should not be looked down upon. They should not yeah. be frowned upon. Right. Because not a man has to be at home. Right. Because someone has to be at home. Right. You know? yeah. and, and he should not be looked down upon because his role is seemingly to some people less important. I think it being in the home, raising the children, raising the future is, is sometimes more That's important. critical. It, because if we lose that job, we got to figure out something else anyway. You know, well, that's why you need a man that's healed. Because a healed, a whole man, healed man, balanced man, high self-esteem will not be jealous of the woman. Will not be oh poor me. I don't know why I can't make no money. She's making all my, all those emotions go yeah. away when the man is healed and whole and focused on the partnership that you have that is cooperative and conscious about what do we do today in this moment? How do we raise our children? How do we fix this damn car? And I got a surgery going on. (laughs) That's wholeness. Two people are whole. They know, oh, this is my role. I'm going to fix the car. You go ahead and do what you – that's healed. People are healed. They know what to do in the moment. Well, I have a question. Are we teaching our sons and daughters Partnership? Are we are we redefining the roles of of man and woman, male and female, based on the present day reality, which is not like it was in the past, where maybe you had men that had to you know go out and fight the tiger or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's the things that people need protection from are different, and the things that we need as a society are different. The skills are different. You have women who are educated and have many other kinds of skills, like Deborah mentioned, you know, the woman who's the mechanic. Uh, You know, you have women that are driving buses and trains. You have women that are are doing surgery. You have women that are flying planes. And you have men that are are chefs and, and, you know, domestic... uh, workers in terms of of caregivers and, you know, have all kinds of, so the work in today's society isn't so much a masculine job or a feminine job as it used to be. So are we preparing our children for a new kind of partnership where both parties are, are 
financially self-supporting, so that's not the reason for the relationship. Well, I need a man to take care of me. Well, like it was pointed out, a lot of women don't. You know, they may be making more money than a man, so that's not the reason. What our youth are learning is what they see on their phones. That's the problem. So what are they seeing on their phones? What social media and what that's the challenge we have to bring our youth out of confusion from what they're learning on their phones. I don't know that my son doesn't listen to me. My adult son don't listen to half I say because he's already heard from mom for the last 30 years. But our youth are learning from the phone, and Hollywood and the media are putting out uh, an agenda to confuse them about their gender, about their role. So we have a real, we, that's why we're in a spiritual battle, I believe, right now. Because we, the parents, are not really the teachers anymore, especially if they're teenagers and they got a damn phone. They're looking at and being influenced by what's coming on social media. And so the role we're playing now is different. It's not saying we can't make a difference, but our role as as mothers and and, uh, adults and grandmothers is different. we got to compete with social media and this phone. Yeah, we have to compete, but it's not. Truly, that different. We still have to be there. We have to educate ourselves in order to understand how to direct. But our job is to still, uh, with our youth uh, that we are teaching, uh, that's our job to figure it out. Uh, Remember, I think we had a conversation the other day, and the social media. I was on a MySpace page because of my children. I had to figure that out so I can follow them and see what is being fed into them so I could know how to educate them and, right. and open their eyes to what is going on. So our roles are still parenting, and that's what we have to get into. But, uh, you know, now we're in that generation where – the generations are missing the mark, and now they, the children who are coming up now, they don't get it because their parents didn't get it because society made everybody have to go outside and get a job. And and that well, and we have people addicted to to uh, gadgets now. That is the biggest problem. You go out, everybody. It's a yeah. comforter. It's a drug. It's a drug. Yeah. It's, a, it's a comforter. Exactly. But do a challenge. You know, you, you, when those children are in your home, you have control. Well, that means you have to spend time with them because a lot of times they, exactly. they, they've been you raised by parents control. who gave them a gadget because the parents didn't have the time. Yeah, and well, take, you, you are in control. That they in your house. Yeah. You right. can control them. You can follow them. Yeah. Don't be scared. <laughs> I, I say now, you know, when they're in your home, you're raising them. Right. But when they're of a certain age, like your your children and my children, right now we're just advising them. Uh, oh, we can be as advisors. We, we're just advising yeah. them. But when they're in your house yeah. and they're under your tutelage, how yeah. else are they going to learn if you don't give it to them? But now if you missed it, yeah. what are you teaching them? You can only teach what That's, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, regarding yeah. the uh, regarding the yes, that's true. Well, regarding the the <laughs> the couples that that fight, uh, our Monday morning mindfulness host Zelda says you, you learn the hard way to stay out of people's mess. 
because sometimes yeah, they, they do turn on you. Yeah. Sometimes you should intervene and you can say a word that would bring people back to themselves. And yes, yeah, you can lovingly intervene. Sometimes you have to let people experience the consequences of their choices to be in that conflicting relationship. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And and, and Zelda says partnerships are not fair to women because women are taught to be submissive and women are taught to play around. Unfair, but it's reality. Well, you know, men are taught to play around. You know, the whole thing with men and women's relationships is that if we're not taught that the purpose of a relationship is for our well-being and the well-being of the other person, anything other than that, it gets distorted. You know, if you think somebody's supposed to, 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 to serve you or do something for you or, or do what you say, you know, all those kind of distorted beliefs about someone else. You know, it causes abusive treatment. And if we're going to teach the next generation to have better relationships than what we had and what we saw in our parents and what we saw in our grandparents, then we have to teach respect, mutual respect. That's the key. And, and respect yourself. That's and right. Respect, respect yourself. Others. Right. That is the key. That's the that's that's the main ingredient. Yes. Remember that song, that's that group main ingredient? Yes. <laughs> but that's, that's what it is. But, yeah. but, you know, um, there was a statement made that, uh, what, what did it say? The woman has to ask for protection? Oh, she has to accept protection, I think, is what yes. it said. Well, okay, so when does that come in? Well, you know, I... At, he, at, he, at, he, at, at the first meeting? The first date? Come on. Well, you know, I think it, he was he was he was speaking in reference, and this is always a controversy. Like if a man says his his wife or girlfriend or whatever, oh, but don't wear that. That's too provocative, you know, and that kind of thing. And that's the mindset that the man has. Well, if if men are attracted to you, then you know they might say something offensive or I whatever. Can that. Then I'll have to step in and say something, you know. And I think when it comes to that kind of thing. Again, we are responsible for teaching men respect. We are responsible for teaching them that a woman's body is not your possession, and no matter how much it may attract you, you may not touch her without her consent. You may not say anything that she would find vulgar or or uh, objectionable or insulting. And it doesn't matter what she looks like. You are responsible for your own behavior at all times. So that's a value that we have to teach among the human family, that you are always responsible for your own behavior regardless of what anybody else looks like, says, or does. You are always responsible for your own behavior. And so nobody can make you mad or make you hit them or make you cuss them out or make you assault them or any other kind of thing. No one makes you misbehave. You choose to misbehave. Take responsibility for your own behavior. So I think we can we can teach yeah, that to our have, children. And open the you door for me. Yeah. You have to teach that at a young age. You yeah. have to teach at a young age. They get to an age where their peers are going to be the voice they hear and the big influencer. Yeah. So we teach it at a young age. When they're older adults, 
we just sit back and if they ask for advice, we give it, but we can't be insisting they listen to us. It's not going to happen. As they age, as they get older, they're going to develop their own mind. They're going to develop their own habits. And then we got, I just said, we got a lot of people addicted to so many things right now that we have to help them. They're going to learn the consequences. That's this the is what they, they get to learn them at a young age, the consequences. Here's the lesson at an older age. They're going to learn consequences. Whatever addictions, relationships, they're going to learn. And that's what relationships are about to me is learning, growing. What, what If I have a conflict in a relationship, hmm, what is this teaching me? What's the lesson in this? Not, you're, you're the problem. You're the problem. Why'd you treat me that way? You can't treat me that way. You can't. No, no, no. no, no. This is a for you yes. to pause and go back and say, now, what do I need to learn in this situation? Yeah. What, what, right. Instead of blaming and shaming, Time for us to take responsibility. We all have trauma. We all had abuses in childhood. Time for us to take responsibility and say, okay, what do I need to heal in this situation? Because he's not happy. He's angry. A lot of these men are so angry because they haven't healed their childhood abuses and problems, and now they're angry at the women for not obeying or, or, or listening to them, whatever. And I'm like, I, I, take a break, take a break. That's why the women say I don't need a man because yeah. they so they so bogged down with that. And I I saw a situation where uh, it was a young girl. She was a teenager, you know, uh, maybe 17 or something at the time, and she had been so broken by men mm. that she um, was comforted by a woman, mm -hmm. so she ended up gravitating more to women. Yeah. So there was that, that shift. It wasn't that she was, uh, I don't know what what they're trying to say the correct word is now. Well, her, her, her sexual orientation. Yes, yeah, so her sexual orientation shifted mm -hmm. because of her comfort from yeah. women. That happened. So, and, and that's, so, so people... Uh, she wasn't born a lesbian or, or liking females, but because of her brokenness with so many young men, and again, she was just 17, and she, at, her home life wasn't nurturing uh, in that situation at that time, so she was looking for someone to comfort her, and that's where her comfort came. So and we have, we have relationships where yeah the man wants to be protective wants to take care of us but it some it becomes too much testosterone energy for a woman if a woman is very sensitive she's more female energy than male energy then this testosterone is like clapping her in the don't head don't go to hug me and you pull me in no, no exactly I'm, I'm so if she doesn't find a man who's more balanced in his female energy, then Well, you know, I know we've got to leave pretty soon. Uh, I just want us to think about, as mothers, what examples we're setting for our daughters with the kinds of fathers that we choose for them, or if, or if we're in a relationship that's with a man that's not their father then we need to be conscious of what we're showing them, 
how a man should treat a woman. And then if we're raising sons, we need to be conscious of how we're treating our sons. How are we talking to them? How are we showing them gentleness so that they can then show gentleness to a woman? How are we guiding our sons so that they have healthy feelings and respect and relationships with women? Because a mother is key to the shaping of her son and his emotional well-being. So we, we need to have wisdom in the way we raise our sons. We need to have wisdom in the way we raise our daughters. And we need to have wisdom in the way we relate to our mates, our husbands, our significant others. Because they learn by sight. Because they learn by sight. And they, they learn by sight. And, and we need to show more appreciation and empathy and, and comfort with each other, male, female, female, male, you know, however you want to do it. We have to show more comfort. And uh, allow that leader, because everybody can't be a leader. Right. You know, but allow that presumed, if, if that, that man is the presumed leader of the house, then allow him to lead. You know, of course, we're in, you know, the other party is in the background supporting that lead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't have to be out, oh, I told him that and I did that for him. And, and you Re- don't have to do that. That's not part of that support. Right. You're not doing that help me. Yeah, you, you, you're belittling, and that's, and that's exactly. not supportive. So exactly. the, that's the wisdom that we have to learn as women and to attract to us the kind of men who learn, who who know how to be respectful of women. Before we go, Erico code 3126. Three, two, you were on. I've opened your mic. Are you with us? Did you have a comment to make before we go? I'm enjoying um, this uh, discussion. Uh, this is a wonderful um, um, frequency of thought between you sisters. In fact, you two women are very important personally. Well, we appreciate you as always being a supportive brother on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. We've got to go, and we thank all of you for watching and listening. I just want to say one thing. My sons, I appreciate my daughters that they have brought into our lives. Oh, that's wonderful. The daughters that they have chosen, the mates that they have chosen for themselves, and I I appreciate them. And that's a good sign that that you set a good example of the kind of woman that they were attracted to uh, because that does tend to be a reflection of what a man chooses is his relationship with his mother. Right. Yes. Great job, Mom. It all work out. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you for this opportunity. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Well, thank all of you for listening in and joining us. And staying with us for the after show. And, of course, join us. Uh, we'll be, we want you all to listen in at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, our Monday Morning Mindfulness host, Zelda, speaks. And I will be uh, live with the Betty Shabazz Charter School podcast training. And, of course, they'll be doing a live podcast going live at 2 p.m. Central Time. You can hear it on uh, the Higher Learning TV show and, of course, Hear them on Blog Talk Radio, and we're excited because we're teaching a new generation of young people how to communicate with the global family and perhaps 
give us something better to look at on our phones and listen to on our phones so that we can have positive, uplifting, empowering information. So thank you so very much, and we will see you all again tomorrow for uh, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green and uh, right here on The Female Solution. And you can see and hear her on Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Facebook and YouTube. Until then, continue to shine your light. We've come to the end of our show today. But you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Cheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean-Cudion, France, Merci, Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.